just kind of keeping on with, and it's funny because I was looking at the same passages. So some of the same passages I spoke on last week about, um, about God fulfilling his word and fulfilling his prophecies. I'm going to share some of it again today, but with a new light. Amen. And so I'm just kind of going along this theme of Christmas. However, there's so much to it that um, I think it's good for us to dive in and not just celebrate it one year or, you know, one day a year and then not really think about it the rest of the year. And so I just felt like diving in a little bit deeper into, into what all happened, really. And so I'm just spending time with the Lord, and I heard him say, messengers, messengers and messages from heaven. And so that's what I started to study on. That's what I started to ponder on and think on is who are the messengers and what were the messages from heaven? And obviously, since it's Christmas, I know there's uh, messengers and messages from heaven all throughout the word, but I'm kind of zooming in on this kind of one period of time. So hallelujah. So I think about all the announcements. Think about it. All the announcements that were given, all the heavenly activity that went on before the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, all of this put into motion the plan of God. Amen. And um, there were so many messengers. There wasn't just the one occurrence. There were a lot of messengers from heaven that were sent to earth to announce, to proclaim, to prepare the way and prepare the hearts for the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It was a big deal to God. It was this big plan that he had, and he thought he better get the best messengers on assignment to deliver this message so that the people on earth would be prepared to receive the king. Isn't that good? In Psalms, and some of these you won't have, Chad, but <laughs> Psalms 103, verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength and do his commands, hearkening unto the voice of of his word. So when an angel, a messenger of heaven, that's what angel means, is messenger of God. When an angel is released, he carries a message. He carries the plan of God. He carries the assignment of God, and he is released to deliver it to God's people, whether it's to warn them, prepare them, help them through a, through a storm, or, or, or give them, you know, a heads up on, on what they're going to be involved in. <laughs> and so it's really exciting looking at um, little videos like that. It just kind of like reignites that, that excitement about the season that we're in and all that took place. You know, it's not just a baby that was born and, and it's a special baby. It was all of heaven was involved in, in, in the, the bringing in of this, the Savior, the King, the Messiah. Amen? So, um, so God saw fit to make sure that this message um, had some weight on it. And so he sends Gabriel. <laughs> he sends his biggest angel, you know, his strongest angel, the one that carries one of the most um, authoritative angels to deliver these messages as well as, you know, several others get to proclaim um, Jesus' birth coming. And so um, every time an angel is released to give a message, it's of the utmost importance um, to the one that's receiving the message this message given through angels, through God's messengers, um, is because God wants a plan executed. God wants an assignment um, given so that we can set our hand to it. 
I know we have the Holy Spirit, and for the most part, we all are led and guided by the Spirit of God because we're children of God. However, if God sees fit to bring one of his messengers to release a message, he still does it today. He still does it today. Um, and so, you know, there you can see um, angels, and we've, we've taught on, on discerning of spirits. You know, um, obviously, he, he has to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And so in all these passages that I'm going to read, they didn't even have to question if these angels were from God because that's what they came to proclaim is Jesus Christ is God's son and he's being born unto you this day in the city of David. So, so yes, they were from God. So that's how you know an angel is from God because, you know, there is deceiving spirits out there and not to cause any worry or fear, but you just know if it's an angel from God, if they proclaim Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. God's son come in the flesh. Um, so anyways, with that being said, every time an angel is released, which there are today, it's always because God sent them to deliver a message. It's never a message on their own. And so I was just kind of meditating on that. I was meditating on messengers and messages from heaven, and I heard the Holy Spirit um, speak to me. Let's see, what did he say? <laughs> he said, this is interesting, and in and I had to study on it when I heard this in my spirit. And so this is pretty interesting because, and this would be the reason why um, um, a lot of times God will speak to us by his spirit or um, through a dream or through a vision. And I don't know if you've ever had this where God tells you something and it's still 15 years later and yet you're still standing on the word believing that thing will come to pass. Well, that's one way God works. However, when an angel, not that they always appear, but when God sees fit, like we see in the word of God, when an angel appears, it's an urgent thing. It will happen very quickly. And the reason I'm saying that is because as I was meditating on the word of God, I heard him say, his messengers are always released when the time has come. And I was like, hmm, I didn't come up with that. I didn't think of that. So I'm going to study and see if that's in fact true. And as I studied the word, it was like, boom, boom, boom. When they came, it was to deliver a message that, boom, it's time. Set your hand to this now. This is happening now. And so just, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but, but look at the word and let it prove, it prove it out. Amen? So I don't know about you, but I believe angels are still among us because... God's word doesn't <laughs> return void, and, and when, you know, when he started working um, in his word, that his, it's always going to be the way he works because um, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he ever gave dreams, he's still doing it today. If he ever healed, he's still doing it today. If he ever released messages from heaven through, through um, different ways, and including messengers from heaven, then he's still doing that today. Um, is it as often as that still small voice? Maybe not. But it still can and will happen today from time to time. So I believe angels are still among us because their very name means messenger of God. And so um, for that specific purpose, they're sent. They come to bring a message of hope, to protect. And this is the ways we see it in the word of God. To serve, to carry out God's judgment, or just to join us and give him praise. Amen. I think there's been a couple times where we heard angels um, join us in praise and worship. Like just, we knew it wasn't just us here. That we heard it was like a massive amount of people, but it was more than us joining us in praising God. Amen. This is just a little note I made. Angels are spiritual beings who at various times and places throughout history have become visible to man. They can deliver a message and not be visible as well. But... Um, 
there's a scripture, Psalms 104, verse 4. It says, who makes his angels spirits, his ministering, um, his ministers a flaming fire. And so we saw in the, the video there, often they kind of look like fire, like a blue flame or a white flame or, or whatever, a ball of light. <laughs> different people have seen them in different fashions, but they're always delivering a message of the Lord or they're attending to God's word that's being spoken or being applied to in your life to assist you in God's word. Um, and I just made a note. There's three specific areas that I believe angels appear is number one, to make an announcement of a coming event, such as the birth of Jesus Christ, right? Uh, to assist men in furthering the plan of God. It's always to assist God, the kingdom of heaven, and God's assignment and God's plan. And number three, to intervene where believers need their help. Um, I remember a story that my dad would share. My mom probably could share it better, but um, they were first married. I believe that they were going to Bible school, and I don't know if you've ever been there, but, you know, just barely making ends meet. They had two children and an apartment to pay for, school to pay for, and they had no money for food. Um, I think she said something, or he said something like the last uh, slice of bologna was in the fridge. <laughs> and supernaturally, there was a bag of groceries on their doorstep with only one set of footprints coming in and none going out. And they just knew an angel had delivered this, this groceries. He had a number of stories like that where he knew angels would, would be on assignment to deliver the aid and the need that we've had. And I believe that God's, God's word is true, and he says that sometimes we entertain angels unaware, which means that they could look like you and I. I remember another story of my oldest son, Ethan, when he was, I don't know, between five and eight, I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> I think he was like seven or eight. Anyways, he was sleeping, and, and I didn't have this in my notes, so I'm just winging it. But um, he was sleeping, and he had a knock at the door of his bedroom. And Jesus and an angel came into his bedroom. Um, and the angel spoke to, to Ethan maybe because he would have been startled or awakened, and an angel told him that Jesus was there to visit with his dad. And so Jesus didn't say anything, but an angel stayed there and played hide-and-seek with Ethan, um, which is great. Um, but we entertain angels unaware, and, and in, in talking with him, so, so yeah, Clayton had an encounter with God that evening um, that shook him to his very core, and... Um, there was, there was um, the Bible says, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. There was confirmation because an angel had come to, to Ethan and told him that he was going to have this encounter. Isn't that cool? The next morning, the confirmation, you know, the exchanging of conversation happened and, you know, it kind of made it even more real. Um, but when asking Ethan what this angel looked like, he said it looked like him, only older. Isn't that interesting? And so we see that kind of in the word of God, and this is totally off my notes too. <laughs> but um, when Peter is released from prison um, because of an angel, mind you, um, the believers are in a room, closed door because they're afraid. They're praying for Peter for his deliverance. And Peter comes to the door knocking, and they, they, they go, and, and this young, young girl's like, oh, Peter's at the door, Peter's at the door. Nobody believed him. They said, no, it's probably just his angel. 
which, number one, makes me believe that sometimes our angels can look like us. And then when I heard Ethan say that, I was like, huh, that's interesting, because Peter's angel looked like him, because they must have been familiar with seeing angels and that they could resemble the person they're guarding. Isn't that interesting? So I hope my angel's wearing a coat like this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally joking. Okay. God liked that one. Um, so anyways, um, just a side trail. They're here. They're around us all the time, helping us to fulfill God's word. When God has a message, he can or will use an angelic being, or he can speak to you through the word or by the Holy Spirit through dream, vision, revelation, right? So whatever way God wants to do it, he will do it. And in this proclamation that Jesus Christ is born unto us this day or that there's a coming of a Savior, he thought, this is some big news. I'm going to send out my big angels to proclaim this good news so that the people cannot miss it because sometimes we miss that still small voice we've passed it up well there's no way they could pass this up I mean hosts of heaven I think about it like no wonder why they were afraid like one angel could like startle you but then seeing like the host like they kind of portray there on the video I'm like holy moly that would be so incredible to encounter that and so one day we'll we'll join them in heaven but and, and get to see a little bit of that um, so let's start with um, the John the Baptist and um, the message and messenger um, about the coming of John the Baptist. In Luke 1, 11 through 19, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Now, last week we talked about their coming to relay a message of God, and God always fulfills his word. But today we're kind of zooming in on who brought the message and, and what was the message. Okay, so Zechariah is in the sanctuary. An angel of the Lord appears unto him, standing at the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken. He's overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. In other words, in this, this situation, maybe it's the first angel he's ever seen. So it's not, you know, I, I believe that it can happen often. Like it seems like the believers, when Peter came to the door, that they were kind of familiar with the fact that an angel could appear. But in this instance, he's, he's very startled and afraid. In, in, in Mary's instance, in Joseph's instance, they're kind of startled. Um, so it's not a really, really often thing, but when God sees fit, he will do it. Okay? So Zechariah is shaken, overwhelmed with fear when he sees him. But the angel says to him, Don't be afraid, Zechariah, for God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will, um, you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, um, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. What an awesome announcement, and, and to hear that your son is going to have this huge assignment on their lives. Um, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah, we heard about this last week, said to the angel, how can I be sure this is going to happen? Well, God just sent one of his major messengers to deliver it. I think that God's going to keep his word. But, you know, so the angel gets mad at him. And he says, because I'm an old man and my wife is also old and along in years, the angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. 
Like, duh. <laughs> I stand in the very presence of God, and he sent me to bring this message to you. Like, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you know, you're serving in God's house. You know the word of God. You know that God can do this. Why are you doubting? <laughs> but anyways, long story short, God had this, this word, this message to deliver, and he wanted to make sure that they didn't misunderstand that he wasn't just a regular um, baby being born, that he had an assignment, and their job was to protect that assignment and take it seriously. And so um, God saw fit. Like, this is a message that needs to be delivered by one of my messengers. So that's how God does it. Um, this is super cool because it says in the word that he served them after that angelic visitation for like a week and he couldn't talk. And then he went back home to his wife. And so he's there for a week pondering probably on this, couldn't do anything but, couldn't even talk to anybody about it. And he goes back home and she becomes pregnant. He goes back home and she becomes pregnant almost instantly because the word of the Lord had been given through an angel. She goes back home and then not very many days you know, later, a, a message is being delivered, maybe within a few months, a message is being delivered to Mary. And so, you know, it's not like the 15 years like I talked about. This is like, boom, within weeks. And I, I would venture to say that within, as soon as he got home, he started to believe the Lord and he got busy. <laughs> and they became pregnant because some things have to happen in order to have a baby. Okay. All right. Um, so Zechariah returns home. His wife becomes pregnant. Now let's look at the angels coming to deliver the message of the conception of Jesus' birth. In Luke 1, 26 through 45, and some of this I will paraphrase myself, but in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, so this is the, the roundabout figure when God decides, okay, in the sixth month, that means John the Baptist is going to be six months older than Jesus, so Six months before Jesus starts becoming and, and showing who he is to the world, John the Baptist is proclaiming for a few years ahead of time the Lord's coming, okay? So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sends his angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and he said, Greetings! favored woman. The Lord is with you. It says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think about what could the angel mean. And he said, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Well, this is some big news, so it better be delivered by God because this young girl who's never um, had sex becomes pregnant. So she needs to have an explanation. So thank goodness God sent his biggest messenger with the biggest message. You know what I mean? And so, so when you look at the scriptures, usually when an angel comes, it's one of these massive messages that nobody could possibly believe, even yourself, unless you had some like major revelation. And so otherwise we have the word, we have the Holy Spirit, you know, he speaks to us dreams and visions and all that. But when God sees fit, and usually from the word I see that it's some big announcement, he'll send a messenger. 
All right. Don't be afraid, he tells her. You have found favor with God. You will conceive, give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him a throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the baby will be born and he will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Once more, you will receive, um, your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and now is in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said to me come true. And then the angel left her. I like that the Lord let her know. As, a, as a, like a word of knowledge through this angel that Elizabeth now is pregnant. They didn't have the cell phones. They couldn't text, you know, um, um, the ultrasound or anything like that to share this information. She believed the word of the Lord, and it says within a few days she runs to go meet Elizabeth. And not out of doubt, she's excited because if, in fact, Elizabeth is pregnant and she's in her sixth month, I'm going to be able to tell, that means I, in fact, am pregnant. So I love that God gave her this confirmation so she could rest assured this is for real. This is going to happen, okay? It says this in, 30, in the verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived, and she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, Now, God had told Elizabeth, that Mary was going to be the mother, apparently, of Jesus. Or God's revealing it to her right then and there. But she says this, and, and, and he, she, she says this, Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed, Mary, God has blessed you above all women. Your child is blessed. Well, who could know that? Yeah. Unless the angel told Elizabeth previously, or, you know, Zechariah, or unless he's revealing it to her right then and there. That much I don't fully know. But... This word of the Lord is coming forth again, confirmation to Mary. How could she know? I didn't even talk to her yet. Okay? He says, you're, she says, you're blessed above all women. Your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord would visit me? When, the, um, when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. You are blessed, she says, because that the Lord... Um, you're blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said he would do. And that's mainly what we talked about last week, is that God always does what he says he's going to do. Amen? And one of the ways, and this is what we're looking at today, one of the ways he says he's going to do something in when it's a big deal is a messenger from heaven. Amen? So the Lord um, had said to me, remember, um, that his messengers are released with messages from heaven when the time of the Lord has come. And we see, now listen, it says in the word, after Mary received this angelic visitation, it says a few days later, she ran to go meet Elizabeth to this other town or wherever. She, she went urgently to go and meet her. It says a few days after she received the message. She arrives to visit Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says that she's a mother. A few days later. So that means when the messenger released the message, 
the Holy Spirit must have come and impregnated Mary by the time she reached Elizabeth. That's some fast work. That's some quick work. I don't know about you. I like when God does a quick work, <laughs> when he does a quick work. But like last week, we heard about hold fast to your profession of faith without wavering. Sometimes that's not the case. But according to the word, often when he has a messenger come to deliver the message, it's often going to be a quick work. I just see it from the word of God too. So now let's move to Joseph. Angels appear to Joseph in the dream, and we know this, but let's look at his point of view and how this all happened. Matthew 1, 19 through 25, Joseph, who was engaged to be married to Mary, was a righteous man. He did not, and he, she tells him, and it's probably such a scary thing, I'm pregnant. And this is what the Lord told me. You know, she could be totally making it up. He doesn't know. She's a, she's a girl, and he's a man. She could be, you know, because kids sometimes make elaborate stories. She could make making this up. But so anyways, it says he's a righteous man. He, he, he wants to honor her. He doesn't want to embarrass her, so he's going to um, just secretly, I don't know, not marry her or whatever, disgrace her publicly. He decides to break the engagement. Well, God had a plan set in place. It was already set in motion, and he had decided that Joseph was going to be the father to the son of God on earth because he was a righteous man. And so he had all this plan set up, and, and because of Joseph's worry and fear, it was about to interrupt the plan of God. So God's like, okay, i got to send another messenger to release this message to Joseph to confirm my plan. Okay, so that's this, why, why this happened. Um, so as he considered this, as he considered um, breaking it off with Mary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can trust her. <laughs> and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Listen to this. God brings the word to remind him, like, this is my word coming forth. This is my word being watched over and performed, and I happen to be using your bride. <laughs> um, look, a virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So God brings the word to him. God brings a confirmation to him through a messenger, and he wakes up, and then because of this, it says, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded. He took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph um, named him Jesus. Again, a messenger from heaven who, who needs to immediately, because of the, the urgency of the situation, he needs to immediately act upon marrying her take her as his wife so that things are, are you know look they don't get disgraced and all, and all this and so god releases this messenger that with this urgent message i love the holy spirit because you know my mind hadn't ever really thought on the fact that when god sends his messengers it's with a message that's like for now and so as I study the word, as I see even in just the storyline of Jesus' birth and the, the angels that come and deliver this message, it's not even for months ahead. It's, it's things that need to happen right now. And so I just thought that was really cool, um, the way that the Lord revealed that to me. And then as I studied the word, it's proven out. 
Um, okay, so now we have the Luke 2 that we were just seeing the video about with the angels appearing to the, the shepherds. I know this is a different message than I usually do, but I thought it was really cool to take a look at what all took place and, and who God used to proclaim what and why did he do it and how in the way he did it. In Luke 2, 8 through 20, it says that the shepherds were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks. They're just doing their job. They weren't out there seeking the Lord. They weren't praying in the Spirit. You know, they weren't, didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. But they weren't, you know, doing all this stuff. They were just minding their business, watching the flocks by night, okay? Guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, <laughs> an angel of the Lord appeared to them out of the blue. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today. It happened right then. It was not a, a message for 10 years from now. This is a message for this very day. A Savior, the Savior, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him by this sign. You will find the baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Well, that was unusual. Because he's laying in hay where the cows eat. And that's how you'll know which one is the baby <laughs> that you're looking for. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord is joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest. And I love the depiction of the angels singing it and just praising God. It wasn't just like, glory to God in the highest. You know, that's how we hear, hear um, somebody who's, who's reading the scriptures do it, but it's, it wasn't like that. I believe they were singing it like a vast host of a choir of the Lord glorifying God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. If I had a visitation like that, I think I'd want to find out why would God send these angels I'm not going to just be like, well, that was pretty cool, and then go on shepherding my, my sheep. No, like, let's drop what we're doing, and let's run and see it, <laughs> because God saw fit to, to deliver that message to me, you know? And what an awesome thing to have, have that kind of visitation anyways. And so, so yeah, so when a, when a messenger from heaven comes, take it seriously. Take it seriously. You know, judge the spirit. Make sure that it proclaims Jesus Christ as God's son. But then act promptly. Ask the Lord what it is that you want me to do. If the message isn't super, super clear, which I believe if God's sending a messenger, it will be very clear, just like in these passages. And so the shepherds went. They saw the king of kings. Amen. Isn't that so awesome? What a sight it must have been for them to see that host of heaven. Now, later on, Jesus is born. And later on, you know, I don't know, he was a few years old or something like that, um, the, the wise men came. And um, because of another way that God had, had prophesied about the birth of Jesus, and they come and they see Jesus. And, and um, you know, I want to say he was some, somewhere under three years old or something like that. And um, they're no longer in the stable, even though, like, maybe on Christmas Eve Eve service we'll depict it 
that the kings are there with the shepherds, but that wasn't the case. But anyways, but they're, they're coming because of, of the star in the sky, and, and it's being led, and, and, and then, you know, you've got King Herod who hears about this birth of Jesus, about this king that was born, and he gets angry, and um, he's, he's going to try to kill Jesus, okay? So now there's an urgency again that arises for a message to be delivered by one of God's heavenly messengers, Okay, and so Joseph, like my husband Clayton, is a dreamer. Some people are prone to visions. Some people can hear God's voice audibly real clearly or his still small voice real clearly. We all have different giftings, and God speaks to us all in different ways. Well, Joseph must be a dreamer, and this is just like the primary way that God speaks to him. And I think that's one of the ways for Clayton, too. But, um, and, and my friend um, Kristen as well, like she's just a big dreamer. Um, and you can't make up dreams. You can't make them happen. I've tried. <laughs> like it's so exciting when you receive a heavenly dream. And so, you know, pray in the spirit, read the word. And yeah, you sow to the spirit, you reap to the spirit. But you can't like reap exactly what you want. You know what I mean? So when God sees fit, he gives a dream. I had one this week and it was really different, but super exciting. I'll tell you another time. But um, anyways, so in this story, God warns Joseph to escape, escape to Egypt. In Matthew 2, 13 through 23, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until, you, <clears throat> until I tell you to return. So in other words, he was to stay there until he has another messenger come. Until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, remember, angels come with a message from heaven, messengers from heaven, and I love that the Holy Spirit spoke that when it's an urgent message, when it's a now message, when it's something that's going to happen promptly. And so this angel is coming to tell Joseph, leave now. Now, did Joseph sit around and ponder and think about this? What could this mean? No, God made it super clear. He sent one of his major messengers to release this message so that he would act on it promptly. That night, that night Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. They stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized the wise men had outwitted him. He sent the soldiers to kill all the boys around Bethlehem who were two years um, and under. Based on the wise men's report of the first star appearance, Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. And I'm just, I'm just going to pass by that. But, but it was a fulfillment, again, all of this, fulfillment of prophecy that was spoken, which is what we talked about last week. When this messenger of heaven delivers this message, it was to be acted on promptly. It wasn't for years later. It was a now message. And now later on, Matthew 2, 19 through 23, remember that angel said, don't leave until I tell you. Well, now he's coming back. He says, when Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt Get up, an angel said. Take the, um, did I read this already? No, okay. 
take the child back to the land of Israel because those who were trying to kill him are now dead. So he had returned to him just like he had said. So Joseph got up, returned to the land of Israel with Jesus, his mother. But when, the, when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod, um, Herod's son, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So again, now this is a third dream that Joseph is having. He's warned in a dream not to go there. And he leaves for the region of Galilee. So the, so the family went and lived in the town of Nazareth. And this fulfilled what the prophets had said, that he will be called a Nazarene. So all of this God had prophesied, and it's all fulfillment of God's word. And I just love that, that the Lord has his messengers, messages from heaven, um, proclaim the Lord's birth, his coming, um, protecting with urgency um, his life. Amen? So all throughout the scriptures we see God's messengers from heaven. A, little, a few of them, Gideon, Daniel in the lion's den, Abraham, he visits and eats with angels, makes him a meal. <laughs> um, Sarah, Hagar, Elijah and his servant, Jesus in the garden and in the desert, Peter being released from prison, John in Revelations, in Revelations 22, 8 and 9, the word warns us not to worship angels, all right? But John, it, it's a magnificent sight. And John gets on his knees and the angel says, no, no, <laughs> I am a servant of the Lord as well. You do not worship me. So if you ever have an encounter with an angel, they're a messenger of God. They are not God, all right? So you can humbly receive the message, but don't uh, worship the messenger, um, so there's so many people in the word of God, and, and I was trying to figure out how many, but I couldn't, but, um, there's so many encounters delivering these important messages from heaven. And, and why am I sharing this? Well, it's because it was, sur it surrounded the whole birth of Jesus Christ. And I believe that there's an increase coming. I just kind of have this knowing by the spirit of God of just manifestations and revelations of the kingdom of heaven around us because they're here and they're coming and they're being released as messengers of heaven to announce now the Lord's return. They came to announce his birth, so why would they not come to now announce his return? Because if people aren't ready, they will not go to heaven. Now we have a job to do, go out into all the world and preach the gospel, but on some far-reaching islands and, and this and that where they don't have us preaching the gospel um, and they don't, maybe they don't have Zoom like we're doing now, I believe they'll have angelic encounters, telling them to go somewhere and hear the gospel, telling them to go read the word because they can't preach the gospel, but they can get a message over to them of where they need to go. And hear the gospel. Amen? So I believe that there's going to be an increase of encounters in the world today with God's angelic messengers. I believe that some people are aware of those encounters, like Ethan's encounter that day that um, Clayton had that encounter. He saw blue angels of fire surrounding our, our kitchen island. He was there, and, and he didn't even acknowledge them. He was on his knees before the Lord's feet. And, and Jesus was talking to him, but, but he saw angels of fire in, in the, the kitchen. 
Um, um, he's also seen two blue angels, big, tall blue angels standing at our door in our bedroom. Um, he doesn't get up here and talk about this stuff, you know, um, but I do. So, um, But they are there to either protect you. There are guardian angels to, to, to proclaim a message um, and, or to aid us and help us in some way. But they are always working as servants of God to watch over the word of God and perform it. When we release the word from our mouth, they're servants of God who go out and do the Lord's will. Amen. In Hebrews 13, 2, it says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And so if the word says it, I think it's true. <laughs> we need to remember, you know, some of this stuff seems like, oh, that's so ultra-spiritual. No, 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 no. God, the God we serve is spiritual. We all are here because we believe he sent his son who, who, who came as a baby from heaven, who, who lived a life to set an example, who died even though he didn't deserve it. And, and we come here on, on Easter because he rose again from the dead. All of that is supernatural. <laughs> so why is it so far-fetched and, and so far-reaching for some people to understand that he's still supernatural? And he brings these supernatural angelic visitors to deliver his messages from time to time. And I believe, like I said, it's, that time is increasing because um, um, the word of God says it, that people are going to come to dreams and visions and revelations from heaven in these last days. And so Joseph dreamed dreams. Mary had the vision. It's going to happen in these last days as an increase before the return of Jesus. I think God's prepping his people right now. This can happen. It's okay. It's God in preparation for his return. Amen? Remember, the word angel means messenger of heaven, messenger of God. So listen up. Be still and know God's God. Listen up. You know, test the spirit and then say, what's your message? What do you have? I remember... I didn't see the angel, but I just had this knowing, knowing, knowing. And I was sitting, um, I've shared a little bit of this from time to time, but I was sitting in my chair teaching my kids to pray and, and hear from God and stuff. And we were just praying in the spirit. And I knew that I knew there was an angel standing on my right with a message. I heard the message. I didn't see him, but I knew where he was. I knew what he was saying. I even wrote it down in my book. And when I looked up from my book, I saw Ethan crying and kneeling and raising his hands. And he was like, again, eight or nine. And he's raising his hands and worshiping. And I was like, Ethan, what's wrong? Because he was really crying. And uh, he's like, oh, nothing. He said, there's an angel standing next to you talking to you, and Jesus is right here. <laughs> and it was just a confirmation, again, that I was receiving this messenger angel's message, and he was seeing the Lord. Amen. And so... Um, God's still doing that work today. And I just felt like this is the, the word that God gave me, messengers and messages from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I, not that we should seek, Lord, I only want you to give me a message from heaven in this way because 
it's kind of few and far between, even though I believe that there's coming an increase in these last days. He delivers his messages however he wants to. But it can happen in this way. Amen. Hallelujah. In Psalms 34, 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear God and delivers them. We have angels assigned to us to protect us wherever we go so that we don't dash our foot against the stone. <laughs> and, and sometimes, you know, I know we dash our foot against the stone, but, you know, Ashton's in a boot and Tom's in a boot. <laughs> so I know stuff happens, but, hey, we're here. God protects us. He leads us and guides us by his spirit, and his angels are there to, to keep us safe in all God's ways. Amen? And so, so we constantly have angels guarding us and protecting us and keeping us safe. And, and they're also there to, to relay messages if God sees fit. And so anyways, um, that's what I have to share on, on messengers and messages from heaven. But I just thought it's a great way to look at another angle of what really took place at the Lord's uh, proclamation of the Lord's birth. And so praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great word. Uh, I like that uh, 